Hello, welcome to another episode of Hope with Danny, a podcast dedicated to inspire listeners everywhere with weekly stories and personal testimonies from our wide range of guests. I'm your host, Danny Daniel, and thank you for listening. We're very fortunate and honored today to have somebody that has a passion for people all over everywhere, adults, children, campers, and everything else. We're going to try to do Mission Impossible today to talk about Athens Y Camp in 30 minutes. That's almost impossible. We're going to attempt it anyway. Uh, again, we have Ed Schaefer. He is the director of Athens Y Camps, and that includes Athens Y Camp as well as Camp Chattooga, and they're both in Tallulah Falls. I guess that's correct. Probably the most beautiful thing in Georgia. <laughs> uh, that's correct. That is correct. Uh, really, I, I want to introduce this because Athens Y Camp has such a, a part of my heart and the memories that uh, was were held there. I had three sons that went there. My wife was a camp nurse there while most of them were going there for five or six years, and I just hold that high in esteem. One quick story, then I'm going to put Ed on. Uh, I This is what camp Athens Y Camp does to, to, to the campers. My son, Trey, first the oldest and first one to go up there, we went down to the baseball field, and he had tears in his eyes. He was just fearful of what was going to go on that week, and he'd never been there before. And by golly, when that camp was over, he got the emblem. The emblem's a pretty important thing, isn't it, Ed? It is. It's a real honor. Uh, So it shows how the camp can change uh, minds and hearts and souls. Uh, Ed, uh, tell us, let's start from the beginning. Tell us uh, how the camp got started and uh, why is it there as opposed to anywhere else in Tallulah Falls? I sure will. First of all, thank you, Danny, for letting me be on with you today. And uh, the camp was founded in 1898. And the first question that everybody asked me is, that why is it named Athens Y Camp when it's in Tallulah Falls, Georgia? And it was founded by Walter T. Forbes, who was the director, executive director of the Athens YMCA in Athens. And he decided to put a Christian summer camp up in the mountains so that he could pull some young men out of the city, take them up to camp and, and spend a whole, you know, spend a summer with them up in the mountains. And that's why he started Athens Y Camp, which was founded in 1898, was the first summer of Athens Y Camp. Well, so, why did why did he pick that location, though? Uh, I don't know exactly. He had some connections up here with Georgia Power and a piece of property. And he wanted the main thing was to get everybody out of Athens. He didn't want to be right close where people could you know, get back to their house or day camp. He wanted to actually do a resident summer camp where kids were away for, a, you know, a longer period of time. At that time, people stayed for a minimum of one month. So you came up for a month, no matter, that was the shortest amount of time. And so also it was, uh, you know, there was a lot of kids that came from Athens and Atlanta and they rode the train into Tulu Falls at that time. They could get to, get to Tulu Falls without any problem. So the camp was founded in 1898. It was a Christian camp. Walter T. Forbes was the director of the YMCA in Athens, Georgia. Well, one another objective is to get the boys away from their mommies. (laughs) I'm sure it was. Yeah, it it was to get them up there and, and get them, get them, keep them active and do some things up in the mountains and learn, you know, how to live with each other and how to, you know, how to survive. And, And back then, they had it a lot tougher than we have it today. I don't question that at all. And we want to talk about some of the traditions that you had in the past and maybe some of the things we had to revise about those traditions over the period of time. But what does it mean to be a Christian camp? 
Well, you know, in today's world, we are, you know, we're taught to, you know, to water things down and to be a little more, you know, uh, I don't know for a better word, you know, be compassionate. We are compassionate to everybody, but the Athens Y camp, the C and the YMCA still stands for Christian. And we have been a strong Christian camp from day one. Walter T. Forbes, when he came to this spot in Tallulah Falls, he coined a phrase, and I'll give you the phrase right now. He said, the Athens Y camp is away from the sin-filled, flea-bitten cities of man into the valley of the paradise of youth where God and good times are friends. And he started the Athens Y camp on, on a strong Christian principles, and it has been ever since. And, uh, and as I think... That that's why parents, uh, alumni, we have alumni from all over the United States that send their kids back to camp because they want them to be in this environment, the same environment that they were in. We have a lot of third, fourth, and even fifth generation children that come to camp. Well, it's amazing how you've been able to maintain that philosophy and that motto for what, how long, what, over 100 years? Right, over 100, 120 years. Uh, that's that's right. amazing. but. Gosh, our kids today are have certain uh, influences and certain thoughts, and boy, they need the influence of a good Y camp in the summer. And hopefully, they take it with them. I think they do. Uh, our, our, you know, we, our motto is train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's older, he'll come back to it. And, and that's what we do. We have a lot of people who are. I have young people who are 30, 35 years old who call me and tell me, you know, what an impact Athens Y Camp had on their life at a young age and uh, how valuable it was in their life. So, well, again, uh, you're, you're, you're the third or fourth director. How many, how many have you I'm had? The fourth, and who I'm the fourth director since 1898. And start with the first and run through Walter. Uh, the first was Walter T. Forbes. And then the, the second one was Pop Pearson. And he was also the director of the YMCA in Athens. And the next one was John Simpson. And John Simpson was the director of the Athens YMCA as well and the director of Y Camp. And then in 1990, I took over as director of the Athens Y Camp, but I did not, I do not work at the Y in Athens. Well, that may be a plus. I don't know. So you... We, you know, well, we did some things a little different. The Athens Y Camp only ran in the summertime until 1990 and that's when we winterized the facility and we run year round up here now we can sleep about 250 people all winter yeah and, but you, uh, they're not necessarily campers they may be football teams right right they're football teams churches men's retreats businesses all different kind of activities so uh in the winter time we run as a retreat center in the summertime we still run as the, the regular old athens y camp for boys well, I'm glad that you opened it up because it certainly is a facility that ought not to be closed down nine months out of the year. <laughs> no, it's it's not. It, it, it's a beautiful spot. We use it all the time. It's also helped us financially to maintain and make things a little better as we go along. Well, I want to talk a little bit later on about your alumni event. It's, it's fabulous. I've been up there a couple of times and kind of helps y'all raise some money too, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, let, let's get into not only the history uh, of the camp, but also the generations that have been through there. Uh, again, they're, they're the sons and even the daughters of uh, now of, of uh, generations and grandfathers and grandmothers have, have all benefited from it. Right, absolutely. We have uh, our girls' camp, which was founded in 1933, and it was founded by Walter T. Forbes' wife, 
Francis Forbes, and we have a lot of, of daughters and brothers and sister combination, and we still have that today as well. We have lots of different people who, you know, they're, they're chill, both their son and daughter came to camp for years, and now they're married, they've gone their different ways, and now their sons and daughters come back to camp again. So uh, it's a real compliment to, to the camp, the boys and girls camp. Uh, a lot of camps are co-ed, and I'm not uh, against co-ed, but the way the boys camp runs with all boys over here and all girls over there, it, it runs fantastic being separate. And then we have some activities that we have together as well, but it makes camp run better when it's just all boys over here and all girls over there. Well, I can appreciate that, but I also can appreciate the fact that when you have the girls and boys get together for one night or two the year, it, uh, it everybody looks forward to it. Absolutely. It is a big time, big fun. It is. Well, I know that the camp uh, couldn't have been exactly what it is without some support of your uh, bride, Paula. Uh, she and- is. She's been a huge support for me. Uh, Paula grew up at the Paula Anderson Youth Home. Her daddy was Paula Anderson. and She kind of grew up in this business. She uh, They ran, they ran a, a home for juvenile delinquent boys in Vidalia, Georgia. And so she uh, was not totally blindsided by this kind of work she knows she knew a lot about this kind of work and she's been a huge asset to me over the years for sure well she almost have one has one of your ribs as they might say <laughs> uh, <laughs> because right. exactly she, she right. not only supported you but she lived up there in the summers That's with right. your children she always has she's been here every summer that i've been here since 1990 and your children have grown up in the camp Children have grown up in the camp, and one of my sons, who graduated from Liberty University two or three years ago, he works here full-time. That's Paul. Well, now, isn't it true that you went to Liberty University? I did. My wife and I both met at Liberty University. We sure did. And and I may get this wrong, but uh, didn't you play football up there or something? I did. I sure did. Yes, sir. Well, there are no better institutions in the United States than, than Liberty University. It uh, is. It's a, it's a wonderful place. Uh well, growing up there, having Paul as support there, it certainly made things uh, better, to say the least. But it also places the influence on those campers that you were trying to place on them as the director. And th- th- we got to go deeper in this because as a Christian camp, again, you had to instill in those uh, campers uh, values. You had to instill in them uh, good Christian values and also the right way to go, not just the wrong way to go. Absolutely. And, uh, and it's a daily devotion. We have a morning assembly. We have an evening program every night. My wife, Paula, puts together a devotional that we use for the whole summer. It gives every day a little colored brochure that we use for the campers. And we memorize scripture, and we're not, and we're not Bible camp by any means. We're, we're a summer camp. We play ball. We play all the games. We play activities. But we, we, we blend the two together and make it a, a fun and, and interactive week so that, uh, so that they enjoy the part, you know, both the Christianity and the, and the games at the same time. Well, and I don't know that you've ever discriminated against any camper. Uh, anybody no. that wants to come and go by the rules now, that's important. That's uh, can right. come there. That's exactly right. Everybody participates in everything. Well, so you can't pick and choose what you want to do. We're very structured. When we get up in the morning, we don't ask everybody what they want to do today. We know what they're going to do. And we're very structured from, from when we wake up until when we go to bed. Well, I just don't know of many camps in the United States that can say they're structured and yet they're blended and they teach 
responsibility. I just there are not many of them out there, are they? No, not there's not many around. I'm telling you, that is a that is a special place. And and Walter T. Forbes, that was his, uh, you know, that was his what he wanted from day one, you know. And he he was he, you know, said that we built this place on the strong Christian principles from from the beginning. So um, uh, that's that that's what he started, and we've just carried it on, doing what he you know what he founded from the beginning. Well, you've got many traditions, and we want to get into those, but I can say this, that the reason I think that you've been successful is for those uh, uh, Christian values and what you do in the structure and that sort of thing. But but kids have probably come there for different reasons. Uh, some of the parents made them go there. Uh, right. And, and, and they went there maybe because they weren't doing exactly right back at home. But when they come out of that place, they get on the right train. They get on the right train. They do. And I have a lot of parents say, what did y'all do? Up there? It's not that we did anything in particular. We taught Christian principles and we were structured and we, we, we were very consistent. Our, you know, what we say we do and what we promise them, what we're going to do, we do. And we're, you know, the structure and the consistency of the program makes everybody, you know, just gel. I think a lot of people, you know, some people get in trouble on purpose because negative attention is better than no attention at all. And so we try to give everybody an unlimited amount of attention and, and try to teach them about Jesus and how to put Jesus first in their life. I wanted to read something to you. We have some work weekends that we've had up here in the last few, few months and our alumni come up and help us while we're working. I was going to read something to you real quick. One of our alumni said, he's coming up to help work. He said, uh, I look forward to coming and spending time at Wycamp and working with y'all this weekend. I uh, I could never give back to AYC what AYC has given to me. AYC has given me the greatest gift of all, a deep, unwavering faith in Jesus Christ. How does it get any better than that? It doesn't. And he, he's by far not the only person that feels that way. There are no, literally probably a, and, thousands. And, 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 and he's a 45-year-old man, very successful. And uh, he, But he thinks back to you know coming up here and spending time because of what it gave to him at such a young age. Well, so. the, the, the memories up there, including myself and many others, you know, when, when my wife was a nurse up there for five, five or six years, and when I come to alumni weekend, all that I can say is I was the nurse's husband. Uh, <laughs> that's right. And that's, that's all right. That's, that's okay. I still participated. That's right. I, I can't ever remember when Trey went up there the first time that y'all had a, a baseball game or a softball game. And and right. I'm not good at that sport at all, but I had to prove to my son that I was a you know, I was his dad and I wasn't fearful of anything. They put me at catcher. The first ball that came across the plate hit my mouth. And oh. <laughs> I was so embarrassed and he was too. But oh, we still we still got through it somehow or another. But uh, how about traditions now? This camp has changed in its traditions through the generations. Uh, some of them they had to, uh, but but a lot of them they still have the same tradition. A lot of our traditions are very similar to the way they were. I was a camper, and first, my first summer was the summer of 1970, and I've been here every summer since 1970. And uh, most of our traditions that we had through the 70s, we still carry on. Now, we've changed and modernized like we don't have one big bathhouse where everybody goes we have actually bathrooms in every cabin and showers and toilets and sinks in every cabin and you know a lot of more luxury but we still do a lot of things that are old-fashioned 
Uh, most camps have buffet lines in their meals, and the kids just run through the lines and grab what they want, and and sit down real quick and eat and burn out of the kit out of the dining hall. We don't do that. They come into their table, they sit with their cabin, they stand behind their stool. We have the blessing. They sit down. We serve family style meals. You learn how to put your napkin in your lap, how to pass food around, and those are kind of values. And I know that's not that important. But it is important because that's the way camp has been for 100 years, and we continue to do that. It's cheaper to run a buffet line, but then again, you lose some of those values and some of those morals that you learn from, you know, from doing that consistently and having, the, having your prayer and sitting at the table and speaking to people and passing the food and doing things like that. So a lot of old-fashioned values we continue to do. Well, it's amazing what the impact of doing that. I, I'll bet you there are a number of kids that come up there that never said the blessing before they ate. Absolutely, or never sat at a table. No, and I guarantee yeah. you, if you put your elbows on the table, that's probably not a good idea, is it? That's not a good idea. That's right. And we, and we don't want to act like we're some military camp, but we just want values. Yes, sir, and no, sir. Yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Thank you. And cleaning up and learning how to do some things that you otherwise are not taught in today's world. Let's go into some of the values that uh, I don't know if you want to go into too many of them from 30 years ago, but you can certainly go into the ones that have maintained their uh, presence in the camp. Well, you know, uh, we get up in the morning and we go up on the little athletic field, everybody right out of the bed. And we we uh, start our day off with the pledge of the flag and we uh, get everybody out of bed and get them loosened up and get them ready to go. We don't do any you know, anything major, we just get up and start the day and tell everybody what the plans are for that day, and have the pledge and get everybody started. Those are old fashioned values. We have a morning devotion where we have a Bible study. Uh, we sing uh, a lot of songs, a lot of camp songs, a lot of hymns. Uh, so that's a, you know, a consistent that's been there from day one. We have an evening program, an evening Vespers program in every cabin and uh, in, in the lodge. And then every cabin has their own cabin devotion before they go to bed. So uh, some of the traditions that we do have been exactly the same, have not changed one bit in the last hundred, you know, a hundred years. Well, I know one thing you can't go up there without memorizing some of the great songs and you sing. Oh, absolutely. Them. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. sing songs. They're in your, they're in your brain forever. They're in your brain forever. Well, then, sure. even if you can't sing, you sing them. <laughs> that's right. That's Every, right. Most of us can't sing, so we don't have a problem with that. No, no, you don't at all. And uh, you had a piano player up there for all of those uh, evening devotionals. Uh, who was that again? Miss Ann Poss. Ann and Sonny Poss. Sonny Poss was our aquatics director, and he just passed away about three or four months ago. And Ann passed away a couple of years ago. And uh, the two of them were here, were fixtures at Athens Y Camp for over 40 years. Well, when you say a fixture, I can remember the the one instance that happened. Uh, my second son, Taylor, uh, came up from the swimming, uh, trying to learn how to swim. And he came up to his brother, Trey, and was crying. And then Trey said, what's wrong? He said, I, I just flunked the swimming test. He said, what? Nobody flunks the swimming test. They said, well, I did. So Trey went down there with him and talked to Coach Possum. He gave him a second chance, and he, he the backstroke he couldn't just get. So the only way he could do it, it was tip off the bottom, and he passed. <laughs> it was uh, that's good. But that's the kind of guy Coach Poss was. Uh, he was. He was a special man. And Coach Mike was the same way. Coach Mike was from Athens. Mike Castranis was the assistant director, program director, and ran this whole place for over 40 years as well. And uh, he, he was a, a dynamic impact on a lot of people. 
Well, also, he was a, a great football player at the University of Georgia and knew right. everybody. I mean, everybody. And, was a, and a coach as well, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's an amazing that you had those kind of people directing the lives of those, those kids. Right. What, what do you think, uh, if I can put you on the spot, was kind of the, one of the best uh, campus stories that you can remember that happened up there? Oh, I can tell you a million stories. One of my favorite is uh, this little boy's mother sent him up here with a disposable camera. And she said she got on to him, told him she wanted him to take pictures of everything, the cabins and the field and the lodge and take pictures of everything. And so he went around camp and he had a big thing of 36 on there and he took pictures all over the whole camp. When he got home, his mama said, did you take pictures? He said, yes, ma'am. I took pictures of everything, the whole camp. She said, where is it? He said, I threw it in the dumpster. She said, why'd you do that? And she said, because you said it was disposable. <laughs> so oh, he went on. right in and threw it in the dumpster. I do believe that happened. I, I really uh, do. That, that happens. Things like that happen all the time. Well, I want to hear your best leader stories, too, but tell me how the leader camper situation that worked, and it worked all the time. Uh, the leader camper relationship? Yeah, and also, didn't you have one leader in each cabin? Oh, yeah. We have two staff in every cabin, roughly about a five-to-one ratio, maybe seven-to-one in the older boys. And they spend their whole week with that staff, those staff that live in the cabin with them. And they're the ones that lead their devotions and take care of everything. Uh, one great staff story is about devotion. And it's one of the reasons Paula and I got real involved with putting together a devotional book for the staff, because... We give them now a real outline. It tells them exactly what to do on Monday night, Tuesday night. They just have to read it and work with the kids. And every kid has a devotional book. But back in the day, they just told you to do a devotion. And I had a leader in my cabin, and and he didn't really know a whole lot about the Bible, but he was a good guy. And so he, we, the bell rang for him to uh, start devotion, and he ran in and grabbed his Bible and swung his Bible open. He said, tonight, men, we're going to read out of the book of Palms. So I knew he wasn't a real strong Christian because the book of Psalms and the book of Palms look a little like, but he didn't know what it was. So, <laughs> so that's when we had to get involved and start helping them out with some of their devotion. Well, I know one thing. They probably knew the gospel pretty, the gospels pretty well. Absolutely. They did. That's right. Yeah, that is right. But now we actually have a theme that'll run throughout the whole summer and the themes are various themes, you know, for here to go or are all different kinds of themes that we use so that the morning program, the evening program, and the cabin devotion are all working in sync together. Well, you used to have a tradition. Uh, I don't know if you can mention it again, the ice cream hike. Y'all don't do that anymore, do you? We still do the ice cream hike, but I cannot go into any detail. No, I didn't think you could. So but I cannot tell you a whole lot about it. It's part of the camp and it's part of being a true once you once you've gone on the ice cream hike you're a true y camper yeah yeah that that causes you to be the top of the top of the heap top of the shelf that's uh, right that's i even exactly did that right. i can tell you that right now it was <laughs> quite an exactly experience right. uh that's but true. then what if you have two campers that seem to not get along uh, how do you handle that you used to handle well, it I you say know, you used to handle it on the mat. I, I don't know whether you do that anymore. Or not. Well, we don't do a whole lot of that anymore. We don't promote as much. I mean, we, we'll let them wrestle sometimes like that. Mainly we sit them down and have, have a little heart to heart because neither one of them are really happy. It's just one of them is trying to dominate the other one, and they both want to be in charge usually, and we just work with them. And we have actually moved campers to different cabins. But most of the time during the week, 
we can work that out. We can get those people together. We've had some kids who fought each other like crazy and who've become best friends and come back to camp for years and years and years on after that. So you'd be amazed. Sometimes when they're in a different environment like this, things change, things happen. And we consider our camp like a bubble. We say our staff that has been working here for years, they say when you come in the front gate, you come inside this bubble, and it's like you're in a different place in the world. It's like you can just feel the Holy Spirit in here, and they're in a place where they can just take a big sigh of relief and relax. That works with the kids as well. Well, you learn very quickly that people from different areas, even different states, because you've had them from all 50 states, uh, right. leave there knowing what's going on in other parts of the country, and they make friendships that are lasting. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. We have we have a lot of young people who have actually married people they've met at Camp Chatuga. We have a lot of people who are in each other's weddings and who become friends. And I have a lot of friends right now and that are some of my closest friends are at our Y campers that I grew up with at Y Well, that's saying a lot for a one week, uh, maybe, I don't know, some people still go for a month. Is that true? Right. There's still some that stay two weeks and three weeks and, and different, you know, but uh, most of them stay one or two weeks. Well, where in the world can you go and get a lasting friendship? Besides, oh, Absolutely. 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 It's a special place. And, you know, when you live with somebody and you grow with somebody and you go through some hard times and tough times, and you have to hike and do these things, you actually depend on each other and you learn to grow together and learn to be compassionate and learn to work with each other. And that's what a lot of young people don't have to do today. Well, what would you say are the top two or three traditions that have gone on forever? I know, do you still have the blob? We still have the blob and we still, you know, play games on the field. I have a lot of parents that, you know, a lot of uh, alumni that come in the gate, you know, they'll drive in here from, they might live in Utah and they come in here and just drive in. And they, first thing they ask me is one, do we still do the ice cream hike? And two, do we play apple knocker, which is a game we play in the water, kind of like a football game in the water. And they ask if we play that. And then, and then they ask about the camp songs and uh, they ask, do we still sing these certain songs? And we say, we sure do. And that, that's the first thing they want to know. And some of them haven't been here in 40, 50 years. And, that's the first thing to ask. Well, that's that's amazing. Uh, I, I, you know, Apple Knocker is a fantastic uh, and takes a lot of courage and a lot of effort to get that ball over to the other side. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm glad you still have those traditions. Uh, and and playing football out on the on the right. field is right. Uh, we still teach all sports and we play a, and we have a lot of classes: archery, riflery, canoeing, basketball, baseball, golf. Uh, all swimming, diving, nature study, all those kind of classes we still offer as well. Uh, well, I, it, it's a well-rounded camp to say the least. And you do have a gym. You do have all these facilities. You've got a baseball field, a softball field, uh, rather. And and you do all these things. Again, it is impossible for a camper to go there and not have a better character, a better outlook on life, and more friends than when they went there. Absolutely. And that, that's our goal as well. Well, I'll tell you, we, uh, we're coming to a close, uh, but I, I want to mention a couple of things and get your take on it. Uh, the Alumni Day, now, that's a big deal, right? Right. Alumni Day every year is the third Sunday in July. This year it'll be on July 18th. 
and we have a lot of alumni come back from all over the country. You be every year we have a different group because people come one year and they might not come the next year, but we have people from all over that come and spend the day uh, and 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 you know, reminisce and see old people that they haven't seen in years that they went to camp with in the thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, and eighties, all through there. There's lots of alumni that come and visit. Well, now the best thing they can do, I think, besides a great meal you provide up there is go down to the uh, gym and look at all the paddles that are put up there with their names on them. Absolutely. There's names in there. There's names in there from the twenties and thirties. There's, two and three, four names in the same family, generational uh, signs that, you know, that come from years and years. So uh, they love to look at that, love the history of the building, the history of the facility. And they, they, you know, come and support us and help us financially. And they pray for us and work with us any way they can. Well, now what, where does your funding come from generally? Uh, Most of our funding, we raise money through our, through our alumni, we have an, a, a strong alumni that participates and, and helps us with all different kinds of projects and activities. And then we actually, you know, have a lot of campers that pay to come to camp. And that's our that's our number one revenue income is just summer campers as well. Well, aren't there one or two scholarship campers? Oh, yeah, there's scholarships available. You can go to our website, AthensYCamps.org and apply for a scholarship we give. A little over 150,000 in scholarships every year. You've got to be kidding. That's, no, fan- we, we, that's fabulous. We provide a lot of scholarships, especially well, during this last few years when it's been really rough on different people. We, we really try to help uh, as many young people as we can to be part. Well, if you really want your son or daughter to come there, there's probably a way to have that. Happen. There's a way. We'll get them in one way or another. Well, I tell you, uh, you're, what you're doing up there has a lot to do with what we're trying to do. Our our uh, podcast is Hope with Danny, and all right. we're trying to do is to give hope to people, and everybody needs it for, for Pete's sake after last year, but we're right. trying to be inspirational at the same time. Uh, how would you say in a sentence or so how best your camp provides hope to people that come up there? Well, I think you know a lot of young people are scared to do certain things, and when you come to camp, you don't have that choice of just sitting back and making that decision. Some people, you know, they, we, we jump right in. We play all different kinds of activities and different games. They do activities that they've never done before, and they find that they just uh, – how much they love it, how much they wish they had been doing these things. They, they come out of their shell. They come out of that. They, they learn some Christianity. I've had a lot of people who say that they, you know, they knew who God was their whole life, but they met Jesus at Athens. Why can't? Oh boy, is that the case? Uh, I, I know myself. I'd go to churches, and uh, a lot of them, even, and I didn't find Jesus till I really think I was twelve years old. Although you heard a little bit about him in Sunday school, but, right? Uh, I've always heard that that you're not going to get very far to God if you don't know Jesus. Absolutely, and that Absolutely. makes a, that makes a big difference. Uh, your your campers are well rounded. When they come out of there, they have great memories that carry them for the rest of their life. They meet. Uh, lifetime friends uh it's just a an opportunity for y'all to direct that and i know that you've done a great job in that and i applaud you as a matter of fact you're one of my best mentors for what you do well, up i there. appreciate that and you've had some great children that came through here well i so they were absolutely and they still are they're still supporters of athens Wacom. well and i i do do believe that it's a lasting memory and it's an opportunity as i say 
to really change your life. There are life-changing events that take place up there. That's right. Something they'll never forget. Never forget. They're like little sponges. They they remember everything at that age. Well, there's no question about that. I, I thank you, and I thank Paula and all the people that have supported you financially and Absolutely. otherwise throughout the years as really changing the lives of young folks, making them into big folks that have values and appreciate life more because right. of their experiences up there. Tell me this as we close out. Do you have a takeaway that you could give our listeners that would have a meaning? Well, uh, the main thing to me is the Athens Y Camp is the paradise of youth where God and good times are friends. That couldn't have been said any better. Thank you for being with us, Ed. Yes, Ed sir, Schaefer. Danny. Thank you. Appreciate it. Come see us anytime. I sure will. Subscribe to our social media and share your stories on the HopeWithDanny.com website. Remember, it's all about hope. I'm your host, Danny Daniel. This episode was recorded at Vega Studios.